On today's Show Me Institute podcast, Dr. Susan Pendergrass is joined by Ray Hartman. Ray is an independent journalist and entrepreneur. He appears weekly on PBS's Donnybrook and writes a weekly column for the Riverfront Times, which he founded in 1977. They discuss his recent column in the Riverfront Times titled, As the Blues Score Another Fat Public Subsidy, The Scorecard is Clear, Taxpayers Lose. Find more Show Me Institute podcasts on SoundCloud at SoundCloud slash Show Me Institute and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Here's Dr. Susan Pendergrass and Ray Hartman. You wrote a very brave column about something at a time when the whole city was cheering the blues. Well, thank you. You wrote a column? I was, I was cheering them as well. I bleed blue. I was in the stands, believe it or not, as a teenager for the very first Stanley Cup well, playoff. Awesome. So um, I bleed blue as much as anybody. I have a flag outside my house that I, we bought like that week. It's still flying. I yeah. think hockey's... A super fun sport. I'm, it's it's that's all great, but you know when you think about the basic Robin Hood principle of taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor, when you flip it and you take it from poor people and give it to wealthy people, even if it's like the best, most awesome, favorite right. wealthy person, celebrity athlete that you know you really want to see them succeed, it's still taking money from the poor and giving it to the wealthy. Right. No matter how much you love that wealthy, you always have to qualify this. I'm a big sports fan, and sure. I'm, I'm a, a native St. Louisan, fought my way off the streets of Creve Coeur. And I have to tell you, I'm a lifelong Cardinal fan, lifelong, well, since the Blues have been here, was a Hawks fan as a little kid for that, <laughs> before they moved, and, and a Rams fan while they were here. Sure. And in all three cases, in all these cases, um, there's this, this common sort of thread and that is we start with the fact that these are institutions that bring our community together, which they do. They do. And they're wonderful, and we all support them. And St. Louis supports its sports teams probably if they had the equivalent of pound for pound that they have in boxing. St. Louis is as good a town at, at supporting its teams as any in America, maybe the best. And so I'm part of that as a fan. Sure. But the government has a job to do serving the people. It, the government isn't there to serve the sports teams. And the fact that the sports teams bring revenues to the government is is what they're supposed to do, what any business is supposed to do in the free enterprise system. So they, they don't deserve uh, some sort of special subsidy or special treatment just because we all love the, the teams. But this summer, the governor signed a, a bill um, I think I have a copy of it somewhere. Right. Now, every year for 10 years, they're going to get a set amount of money. And then every year for 10 years after that, they're going to get a set amount of money right. straight out of the government. Uh, Correct. The Blues uh, are coffers. getting something, the Blues through the Enterprise uh, Center, mm -hmm. uh, which they technically don't own, but they effectively own because they get exactly. all of its revenues, even when they're not playing hockey. Yeah. Um, the 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 blues are getting was it two and a half million? It's, it's, I think a total of seventy million. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, it's to match the giveaway in Kansas City. In other words, what they all they did was they extended corporate welfare giveaways to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Royals. Well, in St. Louis, we could be a little more objective about that, right? Yeah. And we realize that's just corporate welfare giveaways, and or, these organizations. We have to understand one common denominator. They do not need the money. 
That's the first rule of all these because sports things. They do not by because they're successful businesses. Sure. They're basically, you know, uh, unregulated local monopolies. I mean, you don't have nobody else can start a major league baseball team in St. Louis. Okay, nobody else can start it. Realistically, a, a, a professional hockey team right. in you know a major league you know, hockey team in, in in St. Louis or or in Kansas City. And so these are essentially local monopolies, and monopolies are good business. And a good example is the Cardinals. Okay. The Cardinals, and I'm a big believer in the free enterprise system, as, as I know the show me institute is. That's our game. We, we have. That's we our don't game. Have, we we don't agree on everything, <laughs> but I'll say that we agree on that. Okay. The Cardinals paid after they sold some parking garages. The ownership group headed by Bill Dewitt, uh, the J- Bill Dewitt Jr. Um, came in in 1997, actually five, 1995, and spent roughly $55 million to buy the St. Louis Cardinals. It was a ridiculously good deal that the brewery, which had owned them, gave them. It was actually like $150 million and they netted, the I want to say, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the Anheuser-Busch owned the team forever, and they sold to um, the, the new ownership group, and um, which was a very well-heeled group of folks, and good for them well, that they, they stepped up. Well, they had $55 million to but, spend. Well, they, it was 150, and then they were. Okay. But they included parking the downtown parking I garages know. that they were able to sell for 95. So the the net was 55. So remember that. So they paid 55 million dollars for the team. Do you know what the team is worth according to Forbes today? Tell me. 2.1 billion oh with gosh. a B. In 25 years. In it's a heck in, of a return. In 24 years, you know, and I, I you could do the math, but basically, if if you when you start bringing a B in sure. to it, if, if you put, you know, um, 10, I don't know, go do the math. Yeah, and yeah, what yeah. what $10,000 turns into a million. And so good for them. You know, I don't care if it's $2.1 trillion. It's like great that they made their money. And, and these are profitable businesses that are throwing back profits as they go. Although, interestingly, while for some reason it has to be public record every dime they pay the players and we all oh, obsess yeah. about player salaries, no one ever asks. No one ever asks what the front office is making. No one ever asks what the general manager is making or the president of the team you can't find out. or the owners. No, no, it's oh. totally none of your business. And I've always, I remember when there was a big scandal, or not scandal, but a controversy over over Albert Pujols leaving, you know, and some of the fans and the sports, don't pay him all this money, he's not worth it. And I'm like, you know, why are you worried about these collective billionaires overspending on a player? Yeah. And, and, and but you have no, no, curiosity whatsoever about the profits of the team or what they're making why are you focused on this guy who has a short lifespan as an athlete and one of the great myths they sell people is that because of the player salaries your that affects your ticket prices that's why you pay so much money that is completely false what affects your ticket prices is something known as supply and demand Mm. Basically, <laughs> if this if the St. Louis Blues or the St. Louis Cardinals 
you know, got the players all to volunteer next year. <laughs> they would not cut the ticket prices well, because they-, they wouldn't have to. They charge by the same uh, uh, philosophy as what Schnooks charges yeah. you for groceries. I mean, it's not a complicated concept. It's it's the intersection of what people will pay with what they, you know. But let with, me ask you this. What's like the DEFCON threat level of the Blues leaving if we don't give them this $2.5 million a year? Zero. I mean, they, were, they weren't going to Cardinals leaving? Zero. Because that's what people and, will say. And, well, and, this is a game you play. It's pay-to-play. It, and if we don't give them the tax incentives, they'll just go to uh, Topeka. Zero. I mean, it, it, there are cases where that's true. Well, the true. Rams seemingly Well, the Rams, interestingly, actually was the opposite. Oh. The Rams... Was a were a situation where they moved that that no amount of subsidy was yeah. going to keep Stan Kroenke here. Right. And what people don't understand about what Stan Kroenke brought to the table, and I called this in 2011. I right. was writing about this <laughs> and predicting leaving? it. Yes, mm, okay. that they were going to leave. Well, in 2012, really was clear. Once I said I warned in 2011 that if negotiations. You know, if we weren't able to to mm-hmm. win the arbitration in 2012 mm-hmm. over the, uh, it gets complicated. But but basically, we had a we would have had to put under the original deal with the Rams, St. Louis would have had to invest arguably 800 million dollars just to get a 10 year commitment out of the Rams. Uh, to force them to stay and here. I live and, within the city limits, and I'm not seeing an extra $800 million in the St. Well, Louis city budget. But, but the, the bigger picture on Stan Kroenke is this. Stan Kroenke actually is an example of the capitalism that we all supposedly like in yeah. that in California, they don't play this game. In California, they do not give corporate welfare to sports teams. They don't do it in L.A., they don't do it in San Francisco. They don't do it, you know, in San Diego, San Diego mm-hmm. which is why San Diego is moving. And what Stan Kroenke brought to the table there was a willingness to build the Taj Mahal sure. of all times, largely with his own money, with his own financing. He put up the largest sum ever done for a stadium. It's something like he put up a billion five or something and borrowed the rest, it's a three or four billion dollar project. And you say, well, why did he do that? For the very reason I was talking about. They're the, the acceler- it, it is such a great return because Stan Kroenke's a real estate guy. And I understand he's vilified and hated here. And I'm not, I, I think he's got a miserable personality. So I don't want to be, I'm not <laughs> Let's being. Let's not pile a, on. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not going to be accused of being an apologist for him. But what he did and what people never saw here was a simple business decision that virtually anybody, had they figured it out, and he is smart enough to figure it out, would make. It's he has increased what already was something like a twelve or thirteen billion dollar net worth if you count his fortune and his wife's, Wife. who's mm-hmm. one of the Walton mm-hmm. girls, uh, women, whatever you want to call it. Family members. Family members. Um, the, um, the fact is he increased that because there's such a great return uh, from this stadium, which will house the NFL offices, which will host Super Bowls. I mean, it, you it's also just, mentioned in your story uh, the naming rights of the building. Well, the Blues apparently the were naming able- rights are unbelievable. 
on these things. I mean, and, and again, I don't know specifically what Enterprise paid, but they're millions a year in perpetuity and, and uh, for 20 or 40 years. So there are tremendous. One of the things that people kind of don't get is that if, if there was a true marketing slogan, that the teams, if they wanted, if you gave them true serum and they had to do mm-hmm. it, the, the marketing slogan to the fans is, this is not about you. Oh, yeah. It's about, <laughs> it's about the advertising line. revenues. And you, well, it is about you to the extent that you are the reason we can sell, make millions and hundreds of millions and billions selling advertising. Think of the stadium, which we all think of as, as sort of a, um, Community cathedral, yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all we all grow so attached to the stadiums statue. Yeah, yeah, until yeah. they get torn down every twenty years. But we love our stadiums, and we love our. Mm-hmm. And, and I do. We we all love Bush Stadium today. is a beautiful place, it is. and and it it was built at least somewhat with public uh, private money, okay. but only after they were turned down for a quarter of a billion from the state, um, and they still got a tremendous amount of corporate welfare. This, the, the same guys that went from $55 million to $2.1 billion yeah. got a tremendous amount of and continue to get local exemptions from taxes and, and all kinds of I don't get subsidy. any exemptions from none, and none of, none of the rest of the businesses. <laughs> I mean, the normal, you know, yeah. your little restaurant doesn't get that. Your little, You're a homeowner. I mean, I have right. to pay 100% of my property tax. Exactly. And, and so, but, but what happens here in this... And, and let's be really clear about this. St. Louis is just one part of a national story. I mean, it's it's no worse in St. Louis than it is anywhere else. No, it's I know. pretty. California is an exception, but almost every state, almost every city, does something like what we're talking about here. So I'm not really picking on the Cardinals and the Blues because they're part of a, an it's industry. A game. Yeah. They're part <clears throat> of a. It's a. It's more of a scam than a game, but it's it's an okay. industry, a national industry thing, and. My point is this, is with regard to the Cardinals, because I was part of that argument when they were trying to get a quarter billion dollars, and the mayor at the time um, was convinced, at the mayor's office, and everybody was convinced that, oh, the Cardinals are going to move, and, and they're going to move to Illinois. Well, as a practical— Just across the river? As a practical matter— it was a, almost a physical impossibility because if you if you've seen the Poplar Street Bridge line up with Illinois residents coming to game, keep in mind that's ten fifteen percent of the Cardinals audience. Yeah, the Cardinals play a game that happens at a particular time. So to get to a a Cardinal game, you have to get there at the at the certain time. Yeah. So that means all these people have to drive across a bridge at the same well, time. If the bridge is backed up, moving fifteen percent of the audience, can you imagine what the bridge would look like if it was in moving the other direction, 85%. moving eighty-five percent of the mm-hmm. audience? The, the fact is, it was you know they would have had to build a lot of they are building another bridge, but they would have had to build many bridges mm-hmm. for this to really be a practical thing. And there was a little detail which I actually had when I was writing for the RFT rather exclusively was that the Illinois. Uh, I was I talked to the president of the senate or whatever his title was then in illinois a republican who said 
He says, we're not going to give any subsidy to the Cardinals. If we gave money to the Cardinals, we'd have to give it to the, the Cubs, Bears. <laughs> the, the Cubs, White yeah. Sox, the Bears, yeah. the Blackhawks, the Bulls. I mean, you know, and he's rattled off the Chicago teams. And he made a little crack about how it wasn't real baseball because he was a White Sox fan and okay. we were in the American League. I mean, people are passionate but, but about their team. My, that I mean, is I, true. He was joking. Yeah, my yeah, point yeah. was we weren't getting money from Illinois. The uh, Cardinals weren't. So the whole premise of it. Plus, the Cardinals had this franchise that these guys had inherited that was – it's it's a – you can't just create that amazing fan yeah. loyalty. They couldn't move out of the St. Louis area. I mean, in theory, the worst case for could have been that – if you want to call it that, that they could have moved to St. Charles County or St. Louis County, yeah, yeah. which for the region, you know, no disrespect to the city – would not have been catastrophic. I yep. mean, it would have yep. been not good for the city, for sure. But the point is that there was never a threat that the Cardinals were going to move. And, and, and respectfully, there's no threat that the Blues are going to move you to don't another think? city. Now, they build a, a 50-year, and now, now particularly, I will say this. Tom Stillman stood up at a, who, who I think has been a great corporate citizen, uh, no question about it, ha, stood up at a, at a uh, uh, I think it was an RCGA breakfast I was at, just as a, not as a reporter, but just watching. But it was, and this is in, I want to say 13 or 14. It was mm-hmm. when the Rams were still here. Mm-hmm. And he basically told the corporate community that if the Blues didn't get more support, they weren't going to make it. So at that point, you could probably have argued that. And then they got support. Maybe. There would be vulnerability for St. Louis that they might move to Kansas City, maybe, because they and and but but it it spoke to a key part of the equation that gets left out, which is that there's one corporate sports pie, it's it there and and the the the, the mother's milk of these sports franchises <laughs> is corporate spending, sp- suites, luxury suites, the advertising. Um, signage on the buildings all the everything really it's they're really in a strange way in the same business that a newspaper radio station tv station ads they're in the ad business yeah and and they and again that's not a having owned newspapers magazines i'm certainly not going to criticize them um but that's the business they're in is sports marketing and it, it isn't it's not yeah. it's not limited to the the signage but it's broadcast rights mm-hmm. is a huge source of their revenue i never bought a ticket and, but and, i have a flag so and clearly. it's all about broadcast rights uh actually uh i know you didn't bring me in to talk about it but there's going to be an interesting controversy uh because the cardinals have just announced that I two games this. This are going to be problem. played against the against the cubs in london and I, for one, look at that and think, I don't know, I would assume the Cardinals would have had to agree to that. And if the Cardinals really gave up a couple of home games, then the people in St. Louis ought to be saying, thank you very much, not. Yeah, because thank you very little. Of all the, of all the teams, that they are literally the one team that the Cardinals should not be willing to to take a road Chicago show to Pets, London, yeah. but understand why MLB is doing that. It's part Money. of international marketing. They are trying to build NFL's international offices, mm-hmm. uh, audiences, which they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the MLS team that just came here. What's your opinion on that particular? Uh, well, first deal? of all, great for the Taylor family that they stepped mm-hmm. up and and I like soccer and, and got the team. 
Um, I, in a perfect world, they would get no subsidy, which nobody else does. My understanding is they got enough subsidy in the form of what's known as a TDD, which is sort of a, a taxing they're... district where where the fans pay a tax to support that. I have no problem with that because it's a user tax. If the fans are paying extra on their tickets to support having built the stadium or whatever, that's fine. And if you don't want to and, pay the tax, you don't buy a ticket. I, is, but where I object mostly, and I, what's happening with the state of Missouri and the Blues, what's happened for the Cardinals, is the use of effectively general revenues that have an opportunity cost that could have gone to any a number, uh, whether it's economics roads. or you know, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I say economic development, roads, God forbid, Ed- social services, you know. Education. Um, um, education, obviously, should be first on those. Um all the things that could be done with that money is not being done so that to, to, to subsidize uh, the owners. And by the way, the blues are not that much. The blues have not had the increase in, in value that the Cardinals have had. But I want to say but this the blues year. went from when the Stillman Group bought the blues. I want to say I had it in the paper. I don't have it in front of me, but it was I want to say. It was 140 or 150 million that the franchise was worth, and that's right, 130. Forbes, 130, and then Forbes has it at four and a half. But that's before we won the Stanley Cup. Oh, it's got to be It's got to be that. skyrocketing. So. so the point is, the Stillman Group, which again stepped Just up seven years, stepped up. But in seven years, their asset has probably quadrupled or quintupled in value. That's, again, I'm happy for them, but please don't make it sound like it was a charitable contribution. Okay. And and they they did not need the subsidy to do this. They, you know, there are banks that would trample each other to loan money to guys like these. Yeah. uh, And occasionally women that own these teams because. I mean, that's what banks do is loan money for projects that are have good collateral. And I mean, if they wouldn't to you think if you were a banker, the enterprise you would, center? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, they do home improvement loans every day. Sure. I would think they would do loans on on this. On the so, so the point is that that you didn't re- and you didn't need to do none of this is need based. Um, and in soc- soccer's case, at least there's no general revenues involved. And as somebody that thinks there's too much corporate welfare in general, I don't love it, but this is not an egregious example. And I, you know, we live in a world where in defense of the public officials, the politicians, you can't unilaterally disarm. As long as we have a situation where, where somebody else, whether you're neighboring municipality, where you're neighboring county or your neighboring state is willing to, th- to throw tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in incentives at someone to relocate their business, you pretty much have to, um, play, the to game. play the game. Because as long, as I say, as long as Illinois is willing to do it to us or we're willing to do it to them, it's hard to blame individual politicians for individual decisions, mm-hmm. if, if, particularly if you're presiding over a really troubled city. That um, was my point. Like, so Denver does that. Okay. Right. But St. Louis, we're in, we're in pretty dire straits here. I don't think we can afford to be using this much of our budget on entertainment. Like, we need to keep the lights on. Right. A lot of cities are in dire straits. Yeah. But, but um, um, St. Louis, sure. In particular, uh, 
the city can't afford it. But but again, it's a it's a it's a tough choice. I mean, it's not. It's very real that that um, that people will leave the city to the county if they are incentivized enough to do so. And you just have to hope. You know, we talk so much about corporate citizenship and corporate um, uh, civic leaders. Yep. Well. It's sort of an act of negative leadership. It's an, an it neck of it's a, it's an act of negative civic um, uh, philanthropy when you are willing when you don't need it, but you take to take it. public money yep. for your business. And I think Just people need offered. to understand. And in fairness, not all businesses do it. Not no. all businesses do it. Some say, you know, we don't need it. And and. Good. They should be really. They should be getting every award you can give them. For if somebody says, you know, we're going to expand our plant or we're going to expand our office, or we're going to add a thousand new jobs, and we don't want anything. Yeah, we're good. You know, we're we're good. But I remember reading an article in the Riverfront Times a few years ago yeah. about a brewery on Cherokee Street that uh-huh. specifically the article was about the fact that they did not take anything right. to uh, expand their brewery right. while large breweries around here have taken subsidies right. and it's like we are just we're right. gonna, we took out a loan we're paying back our loan we're doing this on our own and that and, is sort of the american uh, way I, I swear that we ought to give a parade for every one of them that does i mean because small business, that's what well the small interesting the small businesses don't have a choice because size matters yeah. i mean and and there's and again it when goes back to the sports franchise yeah. issue is size matters yeah and and i always like to ask them tell me what is what is the level what is the level yeah. of corporate side? Can you give us the number yep. you have to hit, whether it's jobs or revenues, that, that makes somebody entitled to such exalted status yeah. that we the people should subsidize their business? Because the, the irony of it, or the tragedy, if you will, yeah. is that the larger the business is, the less, the less they need it. it. Exactly. And, and the more likely it is that they get it. So again, it's it's but you have to keep it in perspective that on every single individual project, um, there really is a case-by-case situation where it's a cost-benefit analysis, and while it would be wonderful to just say, no. here, I plant my flag, <laughs> yes. these are my no principles, more. I think we continue to pay a price, and I say we, probably St. Louis and Kansas City, in outstate Missouri, because I think they understandably look at these, you know, these subsidies that go to stadiums to the big cities and then when we really want to talk about something we really need, they yeah. say, look, we gave you money for the stadium, you know. And so that just that $70 million. Our hospital's and, closing. And, right. <laughs> we, we have genuine issues yeah. in transportation. And, and, and in, in fairness, so does rural Missouri. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but we have issues with, with people being hungry. Absolutely. We have the crime issues. We have, we have major issues to the core that government could be helping address it can't fix them all but it could address them and a lot of times we squander our opportunity to have state support because it's been spent, spent it on all, on all sports billionaires capital. and and it's just i think there's a genuine opportunity cost that people don't yeah. see and you know it all could be let me tell you from firsthand experience huh. if you're the guy that's saying that on tv you know, it's not popular. The, no, 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 Did no. Did you no. grow your friend group after that article? I, it doesn't grow your friend group, <laughs> and it, it and especially doesn't grow your friend group among the sports writing, sports sure, because I mean, like, like community, because those you but, don't like the just, blues. They get so emotional, and yeah. I happen to like a lot of our 
broadcasters personally, but they get attached and it's their world. Yeah, yeah. And they just, they, what happens is if you don't support the subsidy, you must hate St. Louis or you just don't, you know, or you must not, you must hate the team or whatever. And as I say, I'm not backing down because I've been a Cardinal fan all my life, a Blues fan since the day they walked in. And so. Do you think you're going to go to soccer games? I probably won't only because no. I'm not a soccer fan, but let me you say this. You could become a soccer I, fan. I, I just, you know something? They don't need me because St. Louis will support. This is a good thing for St. Louis. It, it's not a game-changing thing economically because we're talking about, I think, 17 or 8, 19 home dates a year. Yeah. But I think that it's really psychologically good. St. Louis has a great soccer tradition. Yeah. And I don't have it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really part of it, but I respect it. St. Louis is one of the best soccer capitals in the country. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis, because of what I said before about being a really loyal city, there is no doubt in my mind that we will sell out that stadium so we and can keep do, it sold out. And, we can but, do more than two sports? Well, not many more. Okay. And that's that's the interesting <laughs> thing. And that's an interesting discussion. There's a sports pie. Yeah. What happens in St. Louis that people, it, it, it's, it's built around corporate headquarters. So companies spend funny money on sports luxury suites yeah. where they live. And when a team, for a good example, Southwestern Bell had its headquarters here. It moved to San Antonio and it eventually yeah. to Dallas. There's something called the AT&T Dome now that was related <laughs> to that. And and I think that yeah. was before they, you know, but, but the point being, they're more likely to do naming rights where they live and, 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 and buy suites where they live for the aggrandizement of their yeah, executives, sure. if nothing else. And... Um, we've had a problem with corporate headquarters. Yeah, because coming more of a, of a, oh, of a be, becoming so more of a, a smaller uh, pie. of a uh, branch office mm-hmm. town than than a headquarters town. So that affects the corporate pie. The other thing that affects it is the Cardinals are Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals are the seventh ranked team in Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. and two of the six ahead of them are New York. So we're really sixth in the country. Think about that. Our 21st ranked metropolitan area (laughs) is sixth in America in support in the revenues. The Cardinals revenues, according to Forbes last year, were $356 million. Not bad. So it's almost like having a, a one and a half franchises with them. And, and and then you have the Blues. Well, if you look, there are very few. In fact, I don't think there's any city St. Louis size that can sport four sports okay. franchises. And, and so, and very few that can support three. If you look around, you'll see that as, at a 21st ranked metropolitan area, yeah. we're fundamentally a two franchise kind of size. Um, and, and because of that, as a sized community, um, and because of that, you know, and we already have two and a half with the Cardinals and the Blues. The thing about soccer is soccer is not as dependent on the corporate revenue because, and I wrote about this, little known fact, what you're buying, what the tailors are buying, and again, good for them that they're doing, is they're buying into a collective at the MLS. Oh, yeah. And they are buying a piece of international soccer merchandising revenues. Pretty big. And that's 
the that's why if you get you go to Forbes or whatever that 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 I think the average MLS team is valued at. 175 million now okay. and you look at the size of the audiences and the size of the TV contracts you go how can that be well it's because they figured out a way and yeah. this is not something the other sports franchises do uh, or, or sports do and that is being an, uh, an MLS owner mm-hmm. is part of means you're getting a cut of uniform sales in Mexico City sure. and in the Caribbean and in Latin America. It's not now it's not Europe, but in terms of the north or the western mm-hmm. hemisphere. Um and again I don't begrudge them at all. No, no. But people have to understand why the, the that, that That's franchise a good deal. has value and, and because of that I don't think it will be as dependent. Plus, I do think that to the extent their needs are not as great, they will get a reasonable amount, initially at least, of corporate support just because people are excited. And I I think it'll be a smashing success in St. Louis. I really do. I I have never been opposed to yeah. you know doing it. I was very opposed to this horrendous idea which they tried of having a city sales tax to support it. And that it failed not be a user's first fee. time around. Um, but but what they're doing now, I think, is within reason. And um, as I said, I think it's going to be a, a real good success. And it's a great thing for psychologically for St. Louis. So this is a fine topic for the um, SMI pod pit. But if you were in a sports bar, would you st- stick to your guns on these topics? Or? No, sure. I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, I, <laughs> as I say, I, I, I don't... Um, I'm not saying anything. I, it's funny. I, you know, I'm a liberal. You know, uh-huh. I don't mind the L word, but I don't think this is particularly a, a liberal conservative issue. Isn't. My views are probably a little more conservative. I guess it's really just about free enterprise. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And I think you could be a liberal and be in for the free enterprise system, and um, <laughs> um, and and I don't think the two are mutually exclusive Absolutely at all not. because I think that. I do believe that government can have a more active role in addressing our our needs as a community, and one of them isn't subsidizing sports franchises. I think I've kept you too long. Thank you for listening to the Show Me Institute podcast. Find more at showmeinstitute.org.